0: Welcome to another episode of Sanity Sessions. Awesome. Um, Coming back live. <laughs> yeah, we're in the studio. Today. After that heavy breathing, I oh, was just kidding. <laughs> Girl, if they didn't hear it, don't tell them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but this episode is going to be really special. We actually have our first in person live guest and um it happens to be my father-in-law Tony Ramirez Ramirez
1: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. Yeah, Ramirez
0: yeah and so we uh, we asked him to come on the show because he is somebody who came to this country um he experienced a lot of difficulties and heartache um as a young boy with the story of struggle in Mexico and just coming here and becoming a successful father, a successful husband, a successful man in this country. Um, And we're so happy to have you here today, Tony. Um, Thank you. I think with all the attention on immigration, we really wanted to have someone that um, experienced that and can talk about the struggle and really share their story with our listeners. So, Tony, how are you doing today? I'm
2: doing awesome, let me tell you this.
0: Yeah, good, we like to hear it. Yeah, it's our very first, I don't know, it's your very first time being on a podcast and yes. are you nervous?
2: No, I'm not. No, okay. I feel feel great.
0: No, No, that's good. Um, So I know it's probably, we want to jump into your story. And so can you tell us a little bit about how it was for you growing up in Mexico?
2: Well, it wasn't easy, actually. I started working uh, when I was probably like six years old. It's kind of... I don't know weird that I'm saying this, but uh, I started uh, shining shoes on people and uh, doing different things, selling popcorn, uh, pumpkin seeds, and candies.
0: Oh, wow. You were hustling from a yes. young age.
2: Not only is that, I used to go take the bus and sometimes two hours and a half in the bus to go get to sup- To get the supplies mm-hmm. of the candies that, that, I, that I was selling the, on my town. And I was trying hard to help my mom. Yeah. Because it wasn't easy to live in Mexico in those days. Uh, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Especially that my dad, he used to drink a lot. Oh. Yeah, and I had to help my mom.
0: And how many brothers and sisters did you have?
2: Actually, on- we, we are five and five. Uh, we su- were supposed to be 13 on the family, but the other ones, they die.
1: Oh,
0: no. And your mom, because she had a couple pairs of twins? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: Yes, the other one died when he was like, I think it was 16 years old. Oh, wow. It wasn't easy for the family. Wow. It was hard.
0: That is hard. Yes. Because mm, I think at that time, most likely, um, there wasn't a lot of medicine available to you your mom. Know,
2: you know what we believe? I believe they killed my brother at the hospital uh, to take his so, organs because uh, oh, wow. when, when my brother was in the funeral, uh, I was probably like like five years old at that time, mm-hmm. and my mom, uh, she went to Mexico City. It, it had happened in Mexico City,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and she went to the funeral, and he opened um, my brother's body, and it was open all over. So, <gasps> so we believe that they, they took his organs and they killed him. Wow. That's wow. what we believe, yes. You
0: know what? I have heard of that, you know, and like um because there's a black market for yeah. Oregons and all that. So I believe it. I mean, I'm sure it was happening way back way back then, then yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly what happened.
0: Um so um so you would go on the bus for two hours to go get your candies? Yes. Wow. Where
3: did you grow <laughs> up in Mexico?
2: It's a small town. Uh, actually, the name of that town is Teocaltitán De Guadalupe, Jalisco. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. It got, I believe, it got three pyramids. It's it's a beautiful town. Okay. Well when I grew up, there were they, those pyramids that were closed still. Yes, but it's a beautiful town.
3: Is it now a tourist attraction like the pyramids? Yes, I'm. A, I'm a, I can imagine. Yeah, a yes. lot of people like going to see like pyramids in Mexico.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's a beautiful town, especially with those pyramids the whole thing it they turn around 100 percent now mm-hmm. there's jobs in, in that mm-hmm. town when i grew up it, there were no jobs actually uh, mm-hmm. people that were struggling to yeah to fit their families yeah. it was hard
0: so were most of the jobs in the bigger cities is that why
2: yes mm. yes and it wasn't easy for the people to move from montano to the big city no
0: i'm sure it was more expensive
2: not only is that it was a lot of discrimination against against their own people in mexico
0: Wow, interesting.
2: Yes, a lot of discrimination.
0: Was it because you were
3: from like a smaller like uh, rancho or?
2: Yeah, actually, they know right away that you you you, you come from a small town or a rancho. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they know. They know. Yes, you can oh, tell. Just yeah. like when
3: you like um somebody from like America goes to Mexico, like
0: you. Can they know tell. you're from the U.S.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah
2: that's yes. true.
0: Uh
1: huh.
2: The way you talk, right away, they know mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Yes. Wow. It wasn't easy.
0: So, um so aside from candies what
2: else well actually i used to go to uh, out away from on the country mm-hmm. to to collect all the, the pumpkin seeds from
0: people
2: oh yeah and, and i used to actually come home and and treat those seeds with salt and and toasted it. oh
3: it's so good
2: <laughs> yes yes um and we used to uh actually these used, we used to have uh, movies on the on the weekend and I used to uh, actually make popcorn and sell the the popcorn to people to help my mom. Oh wow! Yes.
0: Was your mom
3: also like she would sell, or was she? Did you guys have like a family like a tiendita? Because my grandparents have like a tiendita, you know that that's how they make their income. But what was your mom doing at the time?
2: Well, there were no money, no no income on the family. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, my dad. He used to drink a lot, and sometimes it took him like five, six months to send a few dollars, you know.
3: Oh, your dad was in America. Because your dad was my in My dad was US. already in America. Yeah, okay,
2: yes. okay. He was, so it was just your mom. Yes, he was back and forth. Mm-hmm. He came, I believe, the first time when he was like 16 years old.
1: When he was young.
2: Yes. And then he went back to Mexico. He got married with my mom. Mm-hmm. And then he was just going to actually back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was was
1: a
3: big responsibility for you as like a young kid, you know, you, you kind of had to step up as like, not, maybe not necessarily the father figure. Are you but one of was. the
0: oldest And no, your family? No, I'm one
2: of the, I'm one of the youngest oh, okay. in the family. Okay. You know what? That's a good question. Because, uh, I took, uh, full, respons- full responsibility uh-huh. to help my mom and she knew, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know, uh we struggle in many different ways. And I was trying to uh, actually to to help my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I don't have no money, not, not even to buy candy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I always I was thinking, mm-hmm. figuring things, how to make money. Yeah. Uh, to uh, actually to raise money, to buy candy. So to supply supplies for my, for my uh, little box that I used to use to shine the shoes. And uh, always thinking how to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it was actually, it was easy for me. Believe me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It was easy for me to figure out and to make money.
1: Oh,
0: that's a good skill. I mean. Yes. Wow.
2: And I can see kids right now. They're 10 years old. Mm-hmm. They don't want to even help the, their parents, you know.
3: I think no. at that point, it's it's not necessity. That it's like the need to like, um, it's what motivates you. Like either you do something, or you guys are gonna go hungry. Um, at least because I see like my grandparents too. Like they were hustlers. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's either you learn how to do something, or if you don't have somebody like in America giving you money, it's really hard. It's 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 difficult. So I that's good that that came naturally
0: to you.
2: Uh. Actually, um, they make a fiesta in November, okay?
0: Um, Which is like a festival.
2: Like, like is mm-hmm. a, is a festival uh, every November. And when I was a little kid, I used to send uh, a letter to my dad asking for, for money. Uh, to have money for the, for the festival. And that money never came. So I was trying always to figure out the, the way to have money. Mm -hmm. Because you need money, actually, to buy things, you know? Yeah. 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 It it was hard.
0: That's tough. I was going to say, without your father there, it's hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know, but I mean, like, I can imagine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you guys said it was 10 of you, right? Yes. Um Now, families are average like five. Yeah. I think five is a lot. Five is so a lot. these days. Yeah, like 10 children you need to feed and you need to clothe and you need to send to school. What was like, did you go to school when you were in Mexico?
2: Yes, I went to school to this old, all the way down to sixth grade. But then, no, 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 I want to mention something, not Only is that. I want to mention something. When you don't have a father, actually, I have a father, you know, at that time. But when you don't have your father close by, everybody wants to be your father. Everybody wants to spank you. Everybody wants to correct you. Uh, in Mexico, that's the way they are. And, and it wasn't easy, you know. Like
3: like your uncles or just
2: or just not even, adults. Not, not even only is my mm-hmm. uncles, you know other people they, they wasn't related to my me, dad said my that family. too
0: when el salvador that um the people from church they would they would spank them or whatever if they wow. saw them doing bad things like supposedly because the bible says you know correct a child or whatever but yeah he said that like over there people would you know correct them and it's okay. not even their kid
2: and cor- they wanted to correct you the on the on the bad way not a good way okay wow yes
0: can you imagine? I can. not I never know. Heard I'm like, that's... that would not have been out in the streets here, yeah, you know?
2: No. Yes. Wow. It wasn't too easy. But actually that's when when my mom actually decided to to bring the family to the United States. But before mm-hmm. that, I wanna, I wanna I wanna mention this. Uh, I, I make a decision to go to Guadalajara. It's, it's two hours. Actually, mm-hmm. at that time, it was two hours and a half. Right now, it's like hour and 15 minutes. We got freeways now mm-hmm. in Mexico.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I make a decision to go over. And uh, one time, I was on my sister's house because she used to live right there on the town, in the city, actually. And this family came over, and they were uh, looking for someone to work for them. At that time, uh, they were paying me 1,000 pesos, Mexican pesos. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot of money for me.
3: Yeah, it was like, that's a day or like a week?
2: No, a month. Oh, a month. A month, yes. And uh, I make the decision to work for, for this. for this. They had they had a company. I make a decision to work for this company.
0: Mm-hmm. How old were you?
2: I was probably like, like 12, 13 years okay. old. I don't remember exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause when I came to the United States, I was, I was going to turn 14. So I was, I was like 13 years old and I was, believe me, I was so happy working for this company, man. We used to travel to small towns the, to festivals in different towns and including in Guadalajara city. Uh, they used to have places uh, every week. They they this, all this stuff. And I was so happy, believe me, working for uh-huh. these, these people, yes. Yes.
0: What did they, what would you, what would you sell?
2: Uh, different things for, for kitchen wares and, oh, okay. and stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they call in merolicos. That's people that they talk a lot. They use my, they get the microphone, microphone, and they told people, well, you want to oh, get this okay. for this money? You know, I'm going to put this, uh, this thing over for the 15 pesos and I'm going to put something else for the 20 and just like that. You know, it was, it was, it was something, something oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. You
0: even get excited talking about it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So you mentioned that you decided to come to the U.S. at the age of fourteen.
2: Uh, it, well, actually, yes. My parents. Uh, actually, no. My mom. Excuse me. I, I want to go back on this. Uh, it was only is my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went. I went to visit my sister and mm-hmm. the whole family. They were right there, and I asked my mom uh, what's going on. Well. We decided to go to the United States. Mm. And I said, wow, that's awesome. What about me? I thought you go with us, too.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, and it was it was it was something like I can't describe the 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 emotions that, that they come to you. But coming to the United States, it was it was something like like Disneyland. Oh. I go, wow, let's go, you know? Yes. So the following day uh, uh we took the bus and it, it that time it was i believe it was two days and a half on the bus, day and night, so we came to Tijuana, the city of Tijuana with Matias. Mm-hmm. Matias and Mateo that's my my mom's brother and you can you can see the border from from uh, where they used to live mm-hmm. and I go, man, that's how it looks so beautiful." the lights the, mm-hmm. the the buildings the houses you know it was like a dream
3: yeah was it um your mom so it was all ten of you that were coming
2: no uh, actually uh, for that time um uh, my my dad uh, was from the united states uh and uh let me see two well two brothers and and, uh, and a sister. They were already in the United States. Okay. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh but let me tell you one thing. Uh the city of Tijuana at that time, it was it wasn't easy. It was it was hard. Because they don't like people coming from from all the towns. Mm-hmm. They hate
1: that. Really?
2: Yes. It was it was hard. Yes, we stayed right there for almost a week. And then uh my cousin, he was he was the pollero. They call him polleros.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So when he goes, uh, it's like the
0: Poyote, right? Right? yeah
2: coyote. Yes. P- call, coyote
3: yeah. pollero. It's like the I don't know how do you say it in English? I don't know how to. Um, I don't know, but it's basically the person who leads like the group mm-hmm. over to the United States, right? Yes, like okay. through like I don't know. Um, yeah, so pollero coyote. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's what I. I don't know how
1: you say it in English. So well, the...
3: That's too bougie, <laughs> the puyero. Okay,
2: yeah. okay. Uh, actually, like we stay right there for, like a week, and uh, one day my, my cousin came over. He goes, "Okay, it's time to go." And we were actually nervous because we heard we hear a lot of things uh, that it, that happen, and and it happened for reals. So, you know, uh, sometimes uh, gangs, gangs—they—they they waiting for people to take their money and sometimes hurt their their the people. And not only is that the uh, rape women's—they mm-hmm. don't care, you know. So I believe it was the, the Colonia Alemán that we went through, and I hear my cousin saying, uh, "Be careful! There's there's the gang right there." And we got so panicked, so scared. Not only is that the police. Mm-hmm. The police. It was it was it was terrifying people right there. So finally we 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 made it to the through the border. And uh we stayed right there for a couple of hours and we went down the, the hill and the car was waiting for us. And we ended in San Diego. And we stayed in San Diego for almost a week because it wasn't easy. How cross-
3: many of the group was i mean it was like your family but there was others crossing with you guys as well
2: yeah they were we were like probably like 12 people okay yeah 12 people in the car they oh wow like like four like four guys in the trunk
3: oh so you crossed in a the car then
2: mm-hmm. or
3: like through like because i know people have say like oh you crossed through the rio did you have to do all of that
2: n- n- Nah, not at that time uh, not at, not at that time this it was it was something something else that I want to talk about
1: mm-hmm.
2: actually no uh that time it was on his ground we went down the hill and and somebody also was already waiting for us okay yes uh we ended in, in, in San Diego for almost like a week okay. like i was like I said before, and uh we stay in the house. we stay in the house for a week. We can't even go through the window and open the curtains because we were told not to do that. And it was ugly, you know. Um, and finally, uh, my cousin came over and he goes, okay, it's time to go. Well, stay quiet, get on the car. I actually, I was on, on the front, right on the front, of my mom's, uh, 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 actually, I was like under, under the court, the, 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 the heated court, right there for hours hours. I was already tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Cause I don't want to go in the trunk. The in the trunk, and, and I feel like I was gonna die.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: Yes. You imagine probably we were like, like 12 people and 11 or 12 people in the car. That's you imagine all these people in the car. And we actually, uh, we, he drove from San Diego all the way over to Sacramento without stopping
0: what which is for like our listeners that's about like contact. over eight hours yeah. right mm-hmm.
2: yeah easy. yes eight hours sitting right there under the heated court I was tired actually and don't move because the police is coming don't move because uh, I, I can't see a security guard or this and that I was like oh my god it's really
3: stressful it sounds like you know
2: it, it's not easy it's not easy And what I hear hear at this time is even worse. You guys hear what happened, uh, I believe, like around two weeks ago that uh, there were 20-something people in a van?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and they crashed.
2: You imagine 27 people in a van? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's for real. Wow. Yes, it's not easy. And I, I think I won't. So why did
0: why did he um take you from San Diego to Sacramento specifically? Excuse me. Why did why did they take you to Sacramento specifically?
2: Because my 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 mom's actually my dad used to live in Sacramento. Okay. And and my mom's sister, she's the one. And and I, I want to say this, she's the one to to in, she's the one who encouraged my mom to come to the United mm-hmm, States,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and she's the one who not she don't gave the money to my mom. My mom has to pay back, but she's the ones who gave the money to my mom for us to come to the United States. So she let her borrow the money. Borrow the money, yes.
3: Do you know like and um, you might not remember how much it was.
2: I don't really remember, but probably it was like three or 400 dollars, which is a
3: lot back then you know
2: yes it was a lot mm-hmm. yes to make it through the border yeah yes wow
0: so she took you to your aunt's house they took M- you to your aunt's house my
2: aunt's house and as soon we came to Sacramento I believe it was the following date I don't remember exactly but uh, I was looking for my dad
0: I wouldn't say how long had it been since you last saw your dad
2: long time long time so I was excited uh, to see my dad. So I asked I asked my my aunt and and her husband uh, for the for the address, cause I live in the city for for some time. So I was kind of open at, at that time. So I asked I asked them uh, where my my dad lives, and they said, okay, you gotta take A Street all the way down to East Street. And actually they call them alleys. Mm-hmm. in between, between from one street to the other one, they got alleys. Mm-hmm. and they said, so he lives right on the corner. So I made it through, I went over and I asked, I knocked the door and I was excited to see my dad. So he opened the door and he goes, he was, he was like, wow.
3: He didn't know you were coming. Yeah. He didn't no, know you guys were there.
2: No, no.
3: Wow, your mom is brave. She just decided to come. You didn't even let your dad know. That's good that she had support from her, from your aunt, her sister. Yes. right. So you saw your dad. He was surprised.
2: Yes, uh, he was very. Did surprised. he
0: recognize you?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I looked, like, yeah. I looked like my dad. Yeah, he
0: looked <laughs> like my dad.
2: <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing here?" I said, "It's not only just me. It's 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 my brother, my sister, and my mom." Mm-hmm. Before they are in aunt's house. Oh my God. So, so he decided to go over right away. We walk actually. We don't took the bus. I was riding a bicycle, but I, I decided to walk with my dad. It was like probably like an hour walking from one side to the other side. One hour? Yes, oh. but I was so happy.
3: Yeah,
2: to see my dad. It probably
3: was like ten minutes for you at that point.
2: I don't care how my dad was doing in the United States. He was drinking a lot, and he didn't send money to us. I don't really care at that time. I just wanted.
0: Did you guys uh, talk about me- anything on mm-hmm. that walk?
2: Actually, he was very happy. We were talking about a lot of different things. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it was awesome. It was great, but you know what? It wasn't too easy. It wasn't easy. Sometimes people cry, sometimes people, they don't make it all the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous.
2: Very dangerous, yeah. very dangerous. Uh, and only is that there were a lot of discrimination at that time, a lot of discrimination. Here in the US? In the US.
0: What year was that, do you
3: remember?
2: I believe it was like 1973. Okay.
0: So you went to high school here in the US.
2: Oh yes, and I want, it was one of the beautiful things. It was a good experience. But I, it, it actually there was it was a lot of discrimination on, on at that time in high school yes on schools a lot of discrimination. So
3: you
0: were picked on.
2: Oh, a lot of times.
3: Did you go to school right away? Did you enroll right away when you got here?
2: Actually, we got here uh, on May, and uh, on May, and I believe we came on Thursday. And it took me probably like like a week and a half, and I started working at, at this store. It's a Mexican store they they used to come it it, it won't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but it was a mexican store they they used to uh, make tortillas and they used to have uh, carnitas and
0: oh um, my god Bomb. yeah
2: Mexican, mexican <laughs> panecito okay um and I started working right there they, I used to get paid three dollars a day Wow I mean. Three dollars. Uh, we used to pack the, the bread, uh, the pond for all the all the stores. Mm-hmm. They used to have Lackeys stores, Alversons, and you know, probably they, don't, they won't exist uh, uh, on this day. But it, it was so excited. My, my brother Peachy and myself, uh, we used to wake up early in the morning because we had to, we had to go to school anyway. Uh, but we were already right there, like five thirty in the morning mm-hmm. till eight o'clock. Uh, before we went to school we 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 had to stay probably like one o'clock and we used to get paid the same money, three dollars a day. And the excuse me. And then the cat the, I think the Catholic uh, church for this, uh they used to help people a lot. And uh, my aunt she was involved in the Catholic Church, so they asked the, the priest uh for us to help us. And uh, right away, um, it was May, June, actually three months mm-hmm. before, before the, the school started, we were already enrolled because these people, they help us. Okay. And uh, we used to get paid for, for the bus. They used to give the coins for the bus. I can, I can go anywhere with those coins. And then and after that, they give us a card that I can ride a bus anywhere. Mm-hmm. on 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 the town, yes, uh, so we went to school, and I was so happy it was it it wasn't easy because I don't speak English at all at all,
3: yeah, okay, is that where you learned in high school how to-
2: yes, in high school, and actually in the streets here you know because in the and <laughs> hey, always I wanna learn something different, yeah, right? always, and um. Yes, uh, the first day of school, I was, I was excited. And on the same, same time, I was scared, you know, because I go, what oh my gosh, that's
0: scary. I don't speak yeah. the
2: language, so what's going right. to happen, you know? And everybody was looking at me like, who are this kid? You know, like, like I was from, from out of space. I don't know, you know, like an alien. <laughs> what were
3: the, did you live in Sacramento? Like, is that where you went to school or was it like a, like, what were the demographics? Can we talk about that?
0: Like demographics, I think. So, what part of Sacramento?
2: Uh, It was it was uh, on downtown. Uh, I want to mention the high school because I loved it. Shout it out! Yes,
3: (laughs) shout out the high school,
2: Sacramento High School. I was the dragon all the way. (laughs) Oh yes, I was proud of it. You know,
0: were there a lot of Latinos at your at your school?
2: Yes, uh, Latinos from different countries. Mm yes uh and i loved it you know it was it was like a dream you know there was it was a lot of discrimination but at a certain time i I wasn't paying attention to discrimination you know yeah because you have to let it go
0: yeah you have to rise above
2: yes Mm -hmm. you have to you know you can't stay right there oh they they discriminate me for this and that let it go feel free you know because I think
0: you were telling me, like, sometimes they would steal stuff from your locker. So then you started just keeping it in your backpack and, you know.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad. I'm, I want to say this. Uh, I used to put my my new shorts and my new uniforms yes. in my locker. And, and the following day, it was already gone.
1: Wow.
2: Or sometimes I used to go to the gym and... Change myself, you know, put my my my, my actually my, uh, my 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 stuff for 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 the gym, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used to leave my money and everything, my pants and everything in my locker. When I came back to to get my stuff, it was already gone. Gosh. Yes, I, and I think they were doing it on purpose because I was told many many times, go back to your country, you know. Wow. By by many different races. That there were Americans in the United States, you know? Mm-hmm. And if, you, you, feel, you feel terrible, you know? You feel, I wanted to cry sometimes. Wow. But I'm one, I'm one of the human beings that I, I'm, I feel very tough.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't give up that easy.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: go, wait a minute, I'm gonna prove these people that I, I, wanna, I wanna live in the United States. I wanna live in this country. This is a beautiful country. And I hear from different people that, that, that you, can, you can realize your dream if you wanted to. And I did it.
0: Wow. So, um, wh- what did you start working in? So first, you were in the um the Mexican store, but then how did you get involved in like the other things you did?
2: Okay, uh, I started working right there, and it it wasn't easy. It was It was hard work because sometimes people they they abuse you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. We used to come by uh, on Saturday and Saturday and Sundays to do the cleanup on, on, the, on the place that they make the bread. We used to clean up the, the floors and everything for hours for the same money, three dollars. $3. But I, I thank the owner of the store that he gave us the opportunity to learn and, and to be somebody, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: After that, um, I, I know my family, my dad and mom, they need, they need help,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I dropped high school I wish I shouldn't do that.
0: So, you dropped out of high school?
2: Yes, I made a big old mistake. And uh, I started working for this place. I was making probably like $2 an hour. When I used to collect my check every two weeks, it was like $100. It was like a Wow, I'm rich.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, compared to like the pesos you were making in Mexico, so hundred dollars—it's a big
2: difference. Yeah. Yes, uh, so uh, I started working for this place, uh, and actually, actually, I worked for uh, it was an old Sacramento. They used to call them um, deal mills, uh, which uh, right now is Evangelines and Old Sac. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place. They can buy a lot of stuff. And then uh after that I went to work for Roseman Grill, which it was in, on Alhambra Boulevard and um Alhambra Boulevard and Stockton Boulevard, right in the corner. Mm-hmm. I worked right there for for about a year and a half. And then I decided because my my dream it was to be somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I go, This is this is not it for me. I gotta do something else, you know. So for that time, that's when I, uh, when I knew my wife.
0: You can say her name. like <laughs> <laughs>
3: My wife,
2: uh, Lourdes, which I love my wife. Uh,
0: so, okay, how old were you when you met her?
2: I was, I was probably 18 years old, and she was, she was 16. But it was, it was my brother. They used to go to school together.
1: <laughs>
2: and, and my brother told me, uh, I know this girl, she want to meet you.
1: Oh.
3: She's like, I told her you were a hard worker because I, you <laughs> like, it's good to know, like mention that you've worked hard since you were a little boy in Mexico and even when you came over here to the United States.
2: Yes, I want to say something. Okay, that's what this, this, is, this, this like. is excited. <laughs> this is excited. When I buy, when I decided to buy my first car with my own money because I was working. I bought a, a 1966 uh, Ford Falcon, it was, it was an ugly car. But for me, <laughs> on, it,
3: googly,
1: <laughs>
2: But for me, it was like, like driving a limousine,
1: yeah, huh?
2: a, a brand new Maxon, you know, so, and then I bought a 1968, 1968 Firebird and I was uh, probably like 17 and a half years old. And then from there, I, I decided to buy another car because at that time I got involved with, uh, not a gang. It was, it was these kids that they used to, they used to uh, build cars. They call them lowriders, mm. right? And I decided to, it's a big change. Because I was driving this this Fiber, which was High Rider, and that from High Rider I went to Low Rider. And this is very important, okay? <laughs> Cause my wife, she loves low uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> okay?
2: <laughs> so I I decided she to, to buy a, a Chevy. Uh it was a Chevy, it was a Chevy Impala, nineteen seventy-six. Long cars. Mm-hmm. And then I drop it down all the way down. And then from there, um uh, I bought a nineteen sixty eight in a sixty six Impala, which was it was a nice car. And the car that I, that I knew, my, my, my wife, it was a 1968 Blue Impala, which it was a beautiful car, lowrider. Mm-hmm. And actually, my brother uh, decided to bring Lulu to my house, okay? Actually, it wasn't our house. We weren't renting that house. It was, it was an ugly house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I
0: was an ugly house, but I had a nice car. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <kidding.
1: laughs>
2: yes, and, and and when I saw Lulu came in, into the house and I go, wow, what a nice girl, man. <laughs> and, my, and my brother goes, This is the, 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 the lady that I was talking about. The lady. I know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is the girl. I, I go, Okay, how you doing Lulu? And she come over and she we you know, we say hi to each other. <laughs> And she was like, "Oh, I like this man."
0: <laughs> 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 we'll have to bring Lulu on the show to
3: get her version. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you Tony. You tell your story, and then later we'll let Lulu say how it really was. <laughs> so, so,
0: did so... did like meeting her like drive you more? To
2: no, actually, or... uh, I meet Lulu, and then uh, they moved from flag metal to. Um, medicine there's uh uh these apartments that they 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 rent or some people i don't know if they rent or just give uh people to live for free uh it was it was a, a huge place that they used to live right there so one time um she invited me to the the, the woodland woodland uh, stay fair Mm -hmm. Not State Fair, Woodland Fair, because the state is is (laughs) California. So I I went over there and I was so happy to see Lulu right there. And we we have a good time. (laughs) And we decided, yes, to take over. And we left. And we ended on on Sacramento. And from that time uh, till today, she's she's my, my wife. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, and we've been struggling, you know, because we were so poor, and like I told you in the beginning, I had a dream
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i i'm I'm the type of person who make the make a decision, and I don't stop until I have the dream on my hands, so we got together. And uh, we were struggling. Sometimes I even have no money to buy milk for my for my first kid, which it was Tony. Uh, believe me, one time I, I was I wanted to cry. I want to do something stupid. I want I want to mention this because I don't have no money in my pockets, and and the, the my kid was crying, he was hungry, mm-hmm. and I went to this bar they that I used to go over. Uh, they call him. Joe's Corner, mm-hmm. and I, I think it was God, because as soon as I stepped inside the 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 bathroom, I went inside, because I was thinking to do something stupid, I want I, I I gotta have money. So I went to this place, I opened the door, and as soon as I opened the door, I saw a, a bill on the, on the ground, I said, wow, I picked it, it was $20. Mm. So I think it was God all this time, you know, so I went back home, and I told my wife, I got $20. Let's, let's buy some milk and whatever we mm-hmm. need. At that time, $20, it, it was a lot. Yeah. He yeah. You can, can buy a lot of groceries. Probably the gallon of milk, it was probably like 75 cents at that time, a dollar.
0: Okay, then, yeah, you could, you could go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so,
2: so we, we buy milk for the kid and some groceries, and we made it through. And then uh, I started working for the cannery. Mm-hmm. My father, he helped me. Uh, And I started working for this place. And I saw... Was
0: your dad working there?
2: He was working there.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yes, he was working there. And I started working for this place. uh, And then uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, okay? Because they called the immigration. At that time, I was illegal. Mm -hmm. They called the immigration on me probably like six or seven times. And it's hard to say this, but some, some of my family members, they did. Wow. What? Yes. So, I, you know, it's not nice to say this, but it happened. So I, I, my dream was to, to be somebody. Uh-huh. And I saw the mechanic because I used to fix cars and stuff like that yeah. myself. Yeah. All right.
0: You enjoyed that stuff.
2: I enjoyed that, yes. And I used to, I used to work in cars until ten, eleven o'clock. Sometimes they, they used to call in the pedic wagon, the one they used to pick up the winos on the streets. They used to come by and 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 put the light on me, like, "What are you doing?" And, and they knew it was the little Mexican working on cars. <laughs> they let me go, you know, because I was working. I used, to, I used to fix cars on the streets. And when I, when I got into the can, when I get into the cannery. Uh, right away, I was looking for the big people, because you have to go to God, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I want to meet the with the highest uh, uh, superintendent in the company, which I did, and he was support, he was a Portuguese, or Portuguese uh, and I, I asked him uh, if he can give me the opportunity to become a mechanic. Because you want to become a mechanic, I go yes. So, uh, right away, I, I buy some tools and I have my tools on, on, on the side of me and I was trying to help the mechanics and sometimes they push me away, This serious, like, what are you doing? Get out of here. So it took me three years and then I, be- I became, at that, that time they call them grease monkeys. <laughs> so I became a grease monkey that I used to grease the bearings and the machinery. And I was, when they were welding, I, I I got involved, you know, I wanted to learn how to weld. So they gave me the opportunity to become a, a welder. And because my 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 boss, which was Joe Seymans, he was the superintendent at that time, he told my supervisor to teach me how to weld. And I believe it was God working on this man. So one time he came over, he goes, can I tell you one thing? At that time I just, barely, barely understands English, you know, and I, <laughs> you're I, <all> I yeah. <laughs> was, I, I open my eyes and I go, okay.
3: Not your head. <laughs> and then
2: he goes in Spanish, te pareces a cantinflas, you look like cantinflas. A lot of people, they know cantinflas. <laughs> okay. And I go, okay, I look like a cantinflas. And he goes, come here. He goes, I'm going to give you the, as many opportunities that you want or you need to become a mechanic, but you're going to become a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Because I can see, or you have, you have the light. At that time, I don't know what was it. I don't know what was the light. And I was trying to describe it. And he goes, "You, you have to go to school. Which I did. And it was something awesome.
0: You went back to school? I actually. Oh no, you went to school for welding? For
2: welding. Oh, okay. Yes, for welding, yes. Um. But before that I told my wife, I want to be somebody. I want to be somebody and I'm going to buy you a house. And she was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So we moved from downtown to Broderick. It was West Sacramento. Mm I believe it's still West Sacramento at this time. We moved that way. And uh, I was paying probably like $80 a month at that time. And I decided to enroll, the they used to call them a skill center. It was supported by the government. And at that time, whoever wants to become someone, somebody, the helper was right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I decided to take the opportunity to be somebody, you know? So I went over and I, I, I sus- subscribed myself at the school and I started an out-of-body and painting,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which it took me probably like two years. To finish the course, uh, I was doing out of body and, and painting, which I became a, 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 a I became a good good out of body worker. And then um, my actually my my teacher asked me, my instructor, in other words, if you want to do some welding, it was a six six month course, and he goes, and then from there you're gonna you're gonna come back this way. I go, yes, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. It was like, like God, God, God in my life Mm -hmm. to be somebody. So I decided to take the welding class and it was awesome. I became a good welder in a a week, (laughs) in a week.
3: Tony, you said that you were undocumented at the time, right? Were you able to enroll in the school? Or, like, what challenges did you face, like, even enrolling in school? Even the job at the cannery, were they hiring undocumented people at the time? Or did you have to, like do because I know now people use like somebody else's social security. Um I think then things were a little bit more lenient when um work
0: would hire like undocumented Yeah, there wasn't like verification. Right. Like there is now. So.
3: Do you remember any of like having to deal with that? Or, or was it a lot more was it easier for like employers to hire um undocumented people? And even like enrolling in like the vocational school that you mentioned, like um did you face any struggles there?
2: Uh, actually I want I want to say the truth. Uh, yes, you ha- you gotta have a green card. Mm-hmm. You gotta have Social Security.
3: Even at that time, did yes, you
2: required it? it. It was required. Mm-hmm. So I had a green card that I bought for fifty dollars. Okay, it was fake. Mm-hmm. And my Social Security was good because I went to get my Social Security when I was sixteen years old. It was it was easy that time. Okay, so I got my my Social Security and. It was it was easy for me because my dad was, it was already working for working for the cannery and he knew some people. Probably he had to pay some money, okay?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay? Let's mention the truth. That's how I used to work on those days. You have money, you're somebody. You don't have money, they, they put you on the side. That's how I started working, yes. But before that, I want to mention something. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was probably like, like 16 or 17 years old, I was deported. Oh. Oh, I know. And it was it wasn't a good feeling, believe me. It was ugly by myself. I ended in on on my town again. But the good thing was that my mom was right there. Okay, my mom was right there at the town. Uh, she wanted to get my brother Mario. Mario
0: hmm
2: uh, She had gone back. Yes, yes. At that time when we came back to the border, to the border. It wasn't easy. It was hard.
0: Trying to get back in?
2: Yes, it was hard. So so we decided to cross border we, actually we had the coyote. Um, so we decided to co-
3: When they deported you did one of your family did somebody like um did immigration like go to your job or did somebody like call them on you guys? When you guys were when you were deported?
2: or on you? No, no, I, I, was, I was young and I, I made a mistake, you know, and, and I got caught and they sent me back over.
1: Mm.
2: And, and I was very young and it, it's not a good feeling. It, it's ugly because um, on, on the way over, uh, I decided, I I was told by the judge not to come back. So I decided to go to the town because I was, I was afraid to get caught. And uh, I decided to go back to my town in Jalisco and my mom was right there, so so uh, the reason she went back over is to get my brother Mario, the oldest in the family. Uh, mentally, he was he wasn't okay, and uh, she had to go over and get him because he was right there for for years, probably like four or five years actually. And she decided to bring her son back over. So we got to the border, and and it wasn't too easy. Let me tell you why, because we had to walk on the water for hours, this is serious. The water was all the way through my chest. Wow.
1: <gasps>
2: you don't know what kind of animals uh, that were underwater. So we tried it, we tried it two times. The first time, the first time we ended it, we ended it uh, Got getting caught by, by the immigration, so we, we came back to Tijuana, and then we came back actually to try the, the following day and that's the day that it was raining. It was raining like crazy. It was hard to cross the border. That's what I I, I want. I want to say this. I won't. I won't recommend people to come by right now. It's, it's 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 not easy. Okay, they got they got cameras. They got sensors. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the desert, and and most of the people they die because they don't know what's going. On. There's a lot of snakes. And and those snakes they don't play games they buy you and they kill you and, and there's no help in the middle of the mm. nowhere you die and and, and uh, some some of these people some of these coyotes uh, they lie to people yeah they told people it's easy it's not easy it's not easy if you have a if you have a dream I'm not trying to stop you okay if you want to make it if you, if you think you have a dream and you want to fight it go ahead nobody's going to stop you go ahead and do it. Okay, but it's not easy, okay? You might suffer, you might die, and believe me, it's, you got to pay a lot of money to to come to the United States. You have to mm-hmm. work probably a year or two years yes to to pay for that for the coyote
1: mm-hmm. wow. okay
2: and there's there's a lot of discrimination, including with the own people right now in the United States. You can see it, you know okay, so going back to to that day that so, actually, we were walking on, on, on the water. Uh, there, were, there was a lot of moth. Uh, we ended it on, on, on this place, uh, probably around five o'clock in the morning. We walk all night long, raining underwater. So we ended it on this place, and that people was so nice. They gave us menudo in the morning, coffee, and they helped us a lot. So the same day that we arrived at the place, uh, around six o'clock, they told us, okay, get ready because we're gonna, we're gonna go over from, I think it was uh, San Clemente uh, where the immigration was and uh, we passed San, San Clemente. I think it was some kind of like arrangement that they did with the immigration. Because mm-hmm. they had over 200 people on, on this, on this, on this bus. It was like, uh, uh, this is, this is a, like a big old motorhome or where they have the horses.
3: Oh, okay. Like a trailer?
2: Like a trailer, yes. Huh? Big old trailer. And we were over maybe like 200 people on that, on that, oh, on, wow. on that uh, actual trailer.
0: Oh my gosh, my like, yes. um, anxiety? <laughs> I know. Not really, because
2: it, 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 it's a good, to me, I, I wasn't, I wasn't... I wasn't excited and with the anxiety or scared. To me, it was it was like I want to go back to the United States. I want to go back to. I was I was like, man, I got to keep going, keep going with my dream, you know. So it happens. We ended it in, in LA, and from LA, my my sister came over, uh, and my brother-in-law she, they came over, and got us, you know, and we made it all the way to Sacramento. It was a big change. Because I was I was doing stupid, I was doing crazy, I was going crazy actually. It was a big change because I make a, a decision to to change my life. Okay, that's when I s- actually I decided to to do something different. When I actually got together with my wife, we got married uh, a few years after we got together. Uh, we we went to actually Reno, Nevada, and we got married over there. And we struggled here and there, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy. Well, I'm very proud of my wife, actually. I'm very proud of my kids and, and their wives.
0: When did um, you decide to get your green card?
2: My green card?
0: And what was the process like for you?
2: Uh, actually, it, it started in 1985. I, I think that, I, I, I think, the president Reagan, he was an actor and I, for some reason, I love this man. I love the, the man, the way he was acting mm-hmm. and, uh, actually, uh, he's the one who gave us the opportunity to, to get the green card.
3: Was it during the time they granted the amnesty?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. Which was, it was, it was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought I wasn't going to make it because I was a porter one time.
0: Yeah. How, so how long had you been back before you like, were able?
2: Probably the the last time that I was deported, uh, I think it was before Tony, born after Tony got born, something like that. So I, I had to ask for the pardon, how do you call it? Pardon?
0: pardon. Forgiveness. Or
2: Forgiveness. Like
0: pardon. pardon, it is yeah. pardon. Yeah. I
2: had to send a letter to, to Washington for that. It took like 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 a month or two months. And after that, they gave me the green card. I got the green card. Actually, we applied for the for the green card at that time. Mm-hmm. I think it was 85, 86. And they gave us uh, uh, some kind of like a card that you can cross the border, like a green card, but it wasn't a green card. They gave me the green card until uh, 89 or, or 90. That's when I got my green card. And Did I was- Did parents like
3: also get the green card? And
2: They, they got it before that. Okay. Yeah, my grandparents because one of my sister's son, um, got married with a citizen, and, and then my sister mm. actually she became citizen, and she decided to to help my parents. Yeah, and they got their green card before before I got mine. Okay. Yes. Oh, Wow. Yes, it was it was amazing, and when I got my green card, let me tell you one thing. Uh, this is this is serious. I was so happy. I was so happy that I was jumping all over like crazy. And I, I told my wife, now we we are free, we can go to Mexico anytime we want to. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to Mexico like twice a month, a year actually, like twice a year. Yeah,
3: I think for a lot of people getting the green card, it's like, you know, you don't have that fear of being deported or, sure, you're probably still discriminated against, right, regardless of a green card Regardless, yes. Yeah, but, you know, you don't have to be looking over your shoulder constantly that, you know, immigration is going to send you back.
2: Yes, yes. It's a different feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you never know, you get stopped by the police and and sometimes on those days the police, they used to ask you for the green card. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, you're going back to Mexico.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they put you in jail and, and they had to wait for, for at least a week for the for the ICE to come over. They, before they used to call in the immigration, now they call them ICE, mm-hmm. for them to come by and get you. And one time they sent me back from Sacramento to to the border, there were, we were three people sitting on, on, on two seats. And it's a hard seat, it's, it's plastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was probably like twelve hours to get into the border, yeah, it wasn't a good feeling, oh wow, yes, yes, so yes, going back in into the into the cannery, uh if you guys don't mind, mm-hmm. uh actually i I got my diploma from welding mm-hmm. and out of body at that time, at that time. Actually, I have my diploma and then my, my boss asked me if I wanna be a full mechanic. A Full mechanic means you got it, already made it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He asked me that question, I go, yes, yes, okay. But before that, I don't have a green card. Oh, this was before. That was before I got my green card. Okay. Okay. And this person, I don't know if she's still alive. Uh, I I forgot her name. Uh, Lupe, yes. Thank you, Lupe, if you're still alive. Actually, she helped me a lot because people, they call immigration on me. And there were probably like six people with the same name. In the same last name.
0: <laughs> oh, your name?
2: <laughs> yes, Antonio. Anto- I was under Antonio Gutierrez, middle of the nation that And middle initial was R, because that's the way they they do it in Mexico. They go by, by Antonio Ramirez Gutierrez.
0: Mm-hmm. And Gutierrez is your mom's maiden name. Yes. Yeah.
2: My dad is Ramirez, so that's the way they do it over there. And and, and they they call immigration on me, and. One time, this Antonio Gutierrez, the youngest one, he came over, he goes, did the immigration call you? And Lupe told me, if, if, if you had somebody asks you, you tell them yes, you got to permit, permit to be in the United States. I go, yeah, they called me. I was one of the first ones, and I was lying. <laughs> but you know what, it's not a good feeling. No. The knowing that somebody called the immigration, and they're gonna stop you from working. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Lupe, actually, that she helped me a lot. And this is
0: like, I've been, I think we've mentioned it before. It takes a really good manager or that mm-hmm. one person to see your potential. Right. To and really give you the chance.
3: Yeah. And a lot, it sounds like a lot of people at the cannery were looking out for you. And like you said, like they saw a light in you. I think it was like, you know, like you said, God or your they drive. Saw how, yeah. Like yeah. Your drive, how much of a hard worker you were. So that's why, you know, I mean, they saw that in you, which is, which is good.
1: So it's, Actually, a, it's a blessing.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. actually, after I got my my diploma from 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 this place, the skill center, uh, right away I became a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me like like a year and a half to become a full mechanic. They put me on training, mm-hmm. and then I became a full mechanic. That's when they called immigration on me because they knew that they go. Well, wait a minute, we're just uh, making the six dollars, and this guy is making eleven dollars. You know, je- people they, they get it's jealous. That
0: jealousy, yeah, yeah. yes.
2: And and it, I was like that for about five years. That's when I got my green card. Yeah, but before that, uh, my supervisor decided to be a superintendent, and I supposed to be the supervisor. But I was afraid to become a supervisor because I knew that they were gonna call, to to call me every money. single yep. day. Wow. So I decided not to. But when I got my green card, that's when they they asked me if I wanted to be a supervisor for the for the department. And I was supervisor for about 10 years in this company. So that's when I find out that the light and when when Joseph going back to what I told when I told you guys mm-hmm. about the light, that's when I knew, I go, wow, I I, I already got it the light is on me
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yes and everything changed actually i decided to buy my first my first property my first house which i still have it until today
0: yeah they still have it
2: okay i still have it yes
0: house on san carlos
2: (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i've been there (laughs) yes so i decided to buy this property for my family my wife she was so happy
0: that's a big accomplishment I think yes. that's what they say is the American dream, mm-hmm. is owning your own house, your house. Yes,
2: but when I bought the house, I don't have papers at that time. Oh, wow. Actually, I think it was a year before I got, I don't want to get all confused. <laughs> I think it was a year before I got my green corn. So so all my family members, uh, they used to tell me, why you buy a house? Why you buy a property? Uh, I go, why not? I need to buy it something for my for my family mm-hmm. it's an investment
0: you know? mm-hmm.
2: yes so when i grew i got my green card uh i told my wife you know what and this is serious that's when 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 you said i'm gonna have my my dream you're gonna have it you're gonna get it in other words i told my wife i'm gonna buy you another house and she goes okay <laughs> so i was a hard-working i person. will
0: believe it when i see it i was just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually, I started working like I'm not lying, like 16, 18 hours a day.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Working in the cannery.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Working on I I I got my shop. I built my own shop, okay. Uh, I started working on cars. Uh because I had to break out my diploma, painting cars, fixing the uh actually salvage cars which I, I used to go to the, the place, uh, the action, and buy cars, mm-hmm. fixing them and, and actually fixing somebody else's uh, cars. And I was making good money. Wow. So that's when I told my wife, I thought, we got to buy another house. At that time, probably I was making like $40,000 a year at the Kennedy because I was making $15, $16 an hour. At that time, it was a little Which money. is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I, 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 I got probably like $50,000. I was working so hard for that money. Yeah. Yeah, I got $50,000 and then I told my wife, I'm ready, let's go. She goes, where? We're going to start looking for a new house. It's like that because I want to see my dream come true. So I bought this house, two-story house with a swimming pool and I Mm -hmm. told my wife, we're going to get a house with a swimming pool. You have to earn this reputation. It it takes a long time. Yeah. Some people think, oh yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. No, 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 no. Come down. Mm-hmm. Your reputation, people, they can see that, okay? Including the government, they know because they know who you are. You earn, you earn your reputation until you hit the sky. And when you hit the sky, it's a different feeling. But never forget where you're coming from. Oh no. Never. Yeah. Okay. I think
3: that's good that you mentioned that because you know you have to still stay humble and you you know that's important. Like no matter like I think Abby and I talk about this like it doesn't matter what you have like that can be taken from you at any moment. And so you know you need to always be humble. You know.
2: Yeah. So 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 we bought this house and uh, it it was awesome. And from there, uh, my wife and and my son Tony, the the oldest. Um, because it wasn't a. It, it, at first, it was a good area to live, but mm-hmm. and then later it was it was it was hard. You know, I don't want to mention these people that they came and destroyed the the, the community, uh, but they did. And uh, we decided to move from from uh, that house, of, and we came back to downtown to Natomas. So we bought a beautiful beautiful house. So I want to mention this. This is very important. So when we decided to sell sell the house in Natomas, it was a beautiful house. Thank the Lord for that. It was a beautiful house, uh, big house. It was over 4,000 square foot house.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We decided to, to That's move- That's the
0: house Johnny calls the big house. On the big house.
2: <laughs> Yes, it was a beautiful house. <laughs> beautiful backyard. I spent a lot of money to fix the yard. It was one of the most, and I'm, a, I'm not afraid to say this, but it was one of the most beautiful yards in Atomas. <laughs> the most beautiful. I spent a lot of money okay, to fix our yard. And we decided to sell the house And when we uh, actually, uh, uh, we were in the middle uh, to get this house, Uh, we hired this guy to get a loan for us. And this is the first person who told me this. And he made me feel so great, so good. He goes, I want to tell you guys something. You guys' reputation is right here. And I was like, wow.
0: Why? Because of your credit card? No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) He goes... I'm very proud of you guys, that you guys made it all the way through here. And, and I was like, wow, this American person that was telling me this, I wanted to cry, I wanted to cry. And actually he cried, not only this one time, a couple of times, because Mr. Ramirez, and Mr. Ramirez, you guys are good people. You guys are hardworking people, mm-hmm. and your re- reputation in the United States is so high, and everybody knows that. Because they know who you are. And I go, wow, that's when I, when I find out about reputation, how you build your reputation on this country. And I thank the Lord, and I thank the United States. I thank the United States for the great opportunity that you guys gave me to live in on this country. I'm very proud of that. Yeah,
0: and I will say, like, just because, you know, obviously I married your son, but I see it in your other kids, you know, like, they value hard work because of that example that you and, you know, your wife, Lulu, gave to them. And to this day, like, they still work. He's at, you know, the cannery and your supervisor, obviously, but, like, you know, you guys are both supervisors in your profession. The cannery and still exists. I think
3: he's went
2: mm. to a
0: different one, right?
2: Not that one, that one is already uh, actually, they build uh, apartments uh,
0: okay.
3: for
2: low income, low income, uh. but let me tell you one thing, this is exciting. <laughs> when I was applying for the green card, they asked me for, for recommendations, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. different, different people in my job. And I was afraid to tell my job that I don't have no papers, you know?
3: Oh, they didn't know. No. Because Lupe, I'm sure Lupe knew. Well, right? Lupe knew, no, yeah. not
2: the company.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, and it has to be on like company
2: uh, letterhead, I bet it, it's a it's an ugly it's feeling official yeah. it's an ugly yeah. feeling, I go, okay, I, I gotta do it
3: I'm sure you <laughs> weren't the only one, you know, I think like um back then, or even now, I think it's still um a lot of people use like different like social security, or like you said, you had a fake green card that you were working on, um so I'm sure you know, I don't know if it came like a surprise to the company, but
2: i i think I think it did. But you know what? When I asked, I asked these people for a recommendation and the letter to recommend me, it was like a, like a rainy day. When I, when, when I mentioned that rainy day, I got help from everybody at the company. Mm-hmm. It wasn't only as the company, my, my supervisors, my superintendents, I mean, because they have like 10 superintendents, everyone Find out that I need help, and right away they gave me uh, 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 recommendations.
1: It's
2: awesome. Yes. So when I came to, to actually uh, to the immigration to give this all these yeah. all these letters, they, they was like kind of like surprise
3: that you had so many. Yes.
2: <laughs> so I was so happy, and they said, "Wow, they they love you, Mister Ramirez," and I say, "Yes, they do," because I was a hard working person.
0: Yeah. And I'm telling you, when you're a hard worker, your work speaks for mm-hmm. itself yes. and people see it. And so when they see like whether you want a new position or like in your case, you want to be you want to get that green card, they're willing to help you. They're going to put their name and give you a reference because they know of the quality of work that you right. do, the kind of person you are. Yes. And so, I mean, that's where it pays off to be, you know, humble and to be genuine and the fact that, you know, like help came from everywhere because of, you know, that light, like they say, like right. the light, the work, the yes. the reputation that you built.
2: It takes a long time, but you got to become a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And I recommend uh, whoever comes from other countries, not only just Mexico,
1: mm-hmm. from
2: other countries, yeah. you know, because uh, there's a need in on, on, on South America and, and the middle of the South America, whatever they call them, it, 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 they have a need like Mexican people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to come to this country and you got to humble yourself and, and become a, a good citizen, you know. Uh, try hard, work hard. You got, you got, you got to teach these people that you want to be somebody in this country, you know, because it's so easy to go different,
0: yeah, on different
2: yeah. Di- different direction mm-hmm. and start drinking and using oh, yeah. drugs and stuff like that. And you know what? If you're going to do that, stay in your country. It's going to be better for you to stay in your country. But if you have a dream, Mm -hmm. you you want to work for it.
0: And I think what's important, too, is that us who were born here, like, Leti, you were born here, too, right? I think it's also being respectful and not feeling like you're better because you were born here than someone who comes here you know what I mean and I know that's something like that my parents have always instilled in me with you know my dad who also came over you know undocumented and got you know his green card and ultimately became a citizen Mm -hmm. I mean it's just something that like we've always been told one be humble be respectful no matter where they came from no matter who they are and um I think it's you know not treating them like they're less than you because they came over a different way, right? You know or what I mean. Any different, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And, and and you know what? Um, it's a good feeling. I I, I feel I, I don't feel like before. Now and at this state, I feel that I am part of the community, mm-hmm. the American community. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel free. I can do whatever I want with respect. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I am I am part of the, the American community because they treat me they treat me good. Would
0: you say that you achieved your dream, the yes. dream that you had when you came here?
2: Yes, I already got my dream, and I thank the Lord for that. Uh, all my kids uh, they have a good jobs. I, I actually I I I try hard to help them help them and uh, many different ways, mm-hmm. and all of them they have good jobs. You know, thanks to them too because they try hard. Yeah. Yeah. Including their their wives, you know, they have good jobs and they're working together to become a good American family. Yeah. If I said it right.
3: Let me ask you this, Tony. If you were young, seeing how the circumstances are right now, would you still, and you lived in Mexico, would you still make the decision to come over to the United States at this time?
2: At this time, I had to think about it twice because uh you can you can if you go if you go on on um actually uh how do you call them on Google. On Google uh-huh. and you Google everything that is going on around right now, I gotta make I gotta make it's it's hard for me to make the decision to come by to the United States because mm-hmm. a lot of things is going on right now. But if if you have a dream and you wanna fight for, it, go for it. You know? You got to you gotta ask for help. You know, it doesn't matter if you got to go different directions. If you want to be somebody, in the United States, they're going to open the doors for you. If you want to become a good citizen in the United States, you got to fight for it. You got to work for it. You got to earn the reputation that you need to be in the United States.
0: Would you do it all over again if you had this outcome? Yes. Where you are today? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: You worked hard. I think I like that you said like you have to earn it because as you guys heard, like your story, it wasn't easy even from the time you went from Mexico even to where you are now, you know, it wasn't handed to you, No, you and your family worked hard to be where you are now, so I I, I like that you said that, like, you have to earn it, you have to work hard yes, people are going to close the doors but it's up to you to make that decision to, like, you know, keep working at it and look find different opportunities because I agree, there are people out there that are willing to help you Um, not everybody is bad, not everybody discriminates. Against people who come over from different countries, because, like you said, it's not just Mexico. So I I like that you said that because you know you have. I think the biggest thing is like you have to work hard.
2: There, there's one thing that's good that you came up with that I, I want to mention something. Uh, there's people that they work at the not only is in my company, different companies, especially if you have a union. There's people that they work for only is for the check. Mm-hmm. That they, they don't care, you know. And I'm the opposite way. I, I, I got to earn, earn my check. Okay. I, I'm a hardworking person. And they know that. Yeah. I, including the, the manager. He comes to me and, and, and he told me many times, you are a hardworking person. And I thank for that. I thank this man for that, you know. Because you, you have to go and earn mm-hmm. your money. and you got, it, It's like telling these people, look, I want to be somebody. Yeah. If I want to be somebody, I got to be a hardworking person. You know, because sometimes they close these companies and you go to a different company and it's not easy to get another job, especially these days. Well,
0: especially right now, like, you know, people struggling with the pandemic and everything. I mean, a job competition is real. Mm -hmm.
2: But if you want to become a a, a good person and a, a good hardworking person, you have to earn the reputation, like I told you before, because they know that. They can know that they, mm-hmm. they can see it, and they give you good recommendations. And only mm-hmm. is that you know, I've, I've been trying hard to be on many different fields. Uh, I'm a fabricator.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I can fabricate. Uh, you just name it. You give me the print, and I and I I built it. You know, I, 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 this company that I work for, I, I've been building a lot of different things. I can weld uh, uh, many different materials. You know, from stainless to block, the, the aluminum. You, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, not only is that I can work on, on pumps, motors, I, I, God gave me this
0: Cars. gift. <laughs> just <kidding>. Cars, just
2: Cars. <laughs> God gave me this gift that I can do, not because I want to I, I make me feel like like God. No, I'm not God. Excuse me. I, I oppose that for that. But I can do a lot of different things. Yeah. And I thank the Lord because he gave me this knowledge. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't from God, at this time, I shouldn't be- I have to say,
0: bag. not everybody is good with their hands. So yeah. that is a blessing.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, some of my coworkers, they call me, uh, they call me Baca. Baca. There's, there's a Mexican guy who builds, a, he's in Guadalajara. Oh,
1: okay. And,
2: and uh, he's on Discovery Channel, like he's on, on different, different channels. He's, they, you know, they recognize this man as a, he's, he's super smart. He can build cars from nothing. You just told him, look, I want this car and, I, and this car doesn't exist on the air, but I want you to build it for me. And he will build it. And my coworkers, they go, you're baka." <laughs> 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 oh,
1: yeah,
0: that's funny. Well, but, I do want to say thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing, you know, your experience. I feel like, you know... They can relate to that, especially, you know, for those that have come over from Mexico Mm -hmm. or other countries. And I think, you know, uh, we appreciate you sharing the struggle, the challenges, um, and a lot of times discrimination that, you know, Latinos go through. Um, Even now with, you know, all these attacks on street vendors and even here in Fresno, like they killed a street vendor. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy times.
2: That's good that you came out with that. Our lives matters to you. You know, we've been discriminated. We've been hurt we've been we've been killed actually and hurt. And that's not nice. Please. Brown life matters to you. So please uh, help us. Help us. We want to be somebody in this country. You know, we need help.
0: I and mean, it's kinda like, you know, street vendors are doing what they can. Right. To support yeah. their families. That's their
3: way of yeah. you know. Um wanting to provide and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that you know they're being attacked just randomly too like i don't i don't think there's ever really a reason why they're attacking them but it's it's really unfortunate yeah.
2: it, it's a good it's a good people you know they go out there uh, and, and and they got to walk all over walking and, and with their I car you know it's not hard easy hard <laughs> it, it, it's not easy to sell in the streets you know you got to face a lot of a lot of things on the streets you know
0: yeah
2: please you know help these people
0: or protect them yeah and
2: protect them i'm asking the government to do that you know protect them they're human beings that they want to work hard for their their families you know mm-hmm. and it's not easy to be on the streets it's not easy it's very different to be making money inside your place mm-hmm. than being working outside right. with people it's not That's easy. true yeah yes
3: yeah so we want to thank you tony thank you yeah. for being vulnerable and sharing your story we really appreciate you coming on today
2: No, thank you, guys, because uh, I was kind of nervous.
3: Oh, you did great. Yeah. (laughs) You did great. It's not always easy, I think. Sometimes it's not, you know, it's not easy going back and remembering, like, wow. Hard experiences. Yeah, like, because sometimes you block those things, you know, and now, like you said, you've, you've achieved your goal, but... It's okay to say like, hey, I struggled and I am here because of my struggles, you know, and everything I had to go through. And then I'm, this is why I'm here now. So um,
0: thanks again for coming on Vanity Session. Thank you. And on that note, do you want to say anything else?
2: Yes, I want to say something (laughs) else. Uh, uh, I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of my wife. She's a hardworking person. Okay.
0: Uh, Shout out to Lulu. She she worked
2: so hard. Uh, sometimes she gets sick, and and I'm awake getting ready to go to work, and she's already getting getting ready to go to work. And I go, you're not gonna stay home. You're sick. Nope, nope. We ha- we have to go. We have to go to work, including her mom. You some Lulu, stay home. Nope, <laughs> we need to go to work. So so I want to thank my wife for that, and I want to thank my kids, and I want to thank you all of you, all my kids' wives. Okay, uh, I I don't want to say this, but I w- I wanted to say thank you to uh, Abby, Abigail. I call <laughs> I call him Abis.
3: Abis. Abis, always for me it's Abis. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, and she's comfortable with that. <gasps> thank you because you became a long way, and you guys are doing so great. Uh, and thank you to my son. Thank you.
0: Letty.
2: Letty. <laughs> And uh, thank you, all of you. All right. I love you.
0: Thank you. Bye, amigos and amigos. Bye,
3: amigos. Bye, amigos.